You're listening to the Beltway Briefing, a podcast from Cozen O'Connor Public Strategies with perspectives from both sides of the aisle. Now for political insight and strategy, let's get started with your hosts, Howard Schweitzer and Mark Alderman. Guys, happy Tuesday. It's August 4th and uh, Jim's in Philadelphia, Mark's in Massachusetts, being charitable there, and I'm in Bethesda. And uh, Jim, let's start here today. Make the case for reelecting the president. Look, a lot of successes at the outset of this administration. The economy was turned around. Unemployment was uh, unemployment was at its lowest. You know, he had tremendous success in terms of the America First agenda. Whether you agree with it or not, he advanced the natural gas industry and energy independence in 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 the United States. Um, he has had a ton of successes, and then COVID hit, and that wiped out a lot of that. And in terms, of, especially in terms of the economic successes. But I think at the end of the day, who are they going to trust? Who are the American people going to trust to bring back this economy? Joe Biden or Donald Trump? And I think that's what it's really going to come down to. I know we keep talking about whether there's going to be a vaccine or whether there's going to be a, whether there's going to be, you know, how many people have, have c- contracted COVID. Um, the number of cases are going down. They were down 6% this past week. Um, I think this election is going to turn on who the American people believe can take them into 2021 from an economic perspective. Well, that's a fair argument, Jim, but right now you can say the cases are going down, but that's lipstick on a pig. I mean, I saw a data point yesterday. Spain had zero new cases. France had zero new cases. The United States had almost 50,000 new cases. Because we're testing, Howard. Right. It's all the testing. Right. Testing causes cases. And and Jim, there's a legislative package, as everybody knows, I'm sure, going through Congress. Anyone else in the world. Jim, there's a legislative package going through Congress, and the president is irrelevant to the package. He's he's invisible. In fact, he's tweeting stuff that his administration threw overboard that Mnuchin threw overboard 10 days ago. So, I mean, to me, it looks like a rudderless ship. I think, you know, look, this comes down to brass tax politics, right? Define your opponent, define what you've accomplished define the stakes, right? And I think you're going to see the the Trump campaign defining this opponent as someone who's incapable of taking America out of this situation from an economic perspective. And the doctors and the experts and a cure and a, and a vaccine and all of those things are going to come at, at whatever pace they're going to come at. And, you know, the president and this administration have been pushing, pushing, pushing to get a vaccine. But at the end of the day, who are they confident in? Who are the American people going to be confident in to lead us out of that? And are there going to be enough Democrats that cross the line like they did the last time to vote for this guy again for president? 
And that's really it. And, you know, the suburban Republicans that he lost the last time, he may get some of them this time because of what they saw in terms of gains. We're talking about suburbanites, right? They're caring about what their 401ks look like. Well, guess what? Through COVID, the 401ks don't look all that bad anymore, right? And when you talk about what people care about, they care about themselves, they care about their future, they care about the economy. And, you know, the things that suburbanites, particularly Republicans and Democrats for that matter, but I, suburban Democrats were not getting, that's just not, that's, that's Mark's, that's, that, that's Mark's demographic. We're not getting those folks. We may pick up some suburban Republicans, but are we going to get those crossover Reagan Democrats that we got the last time? But I, I think they also care about getting sick. Yes, they care about the economy. Yes, they care about their wallets. They also care about whether they live or die. And we've got a thousand deaths a day right now. The election. During a time where everybody was telling us things were going to go down, not up. How many people do you know that have had it? I know more How than many? a handful. How many? Five, six? I know about eight How seven many or eight that have died from it i don't know how's personally. it impacting your life as a suburbanite of washington dc other than just being somewhat fearful and and wear having to wear a mask and all of the things that you that you need to do to protect yourself from this environment how about look starting I, without, 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 no look without, i I think I say this every day. We've got it good. The three guys on this call have it good. It's the people who don't have big houses to live in. And well, I was, know, yeah, I get that. But, uh, but I, I was just, just, where do your kids I was in the heartland not too long ago, the heartland of this state, right? And there was not a, this fear care and concern and i'm talking about the heartland where democrats reside the fear care and concern that you're sitting here expressing today i didn't see it now hey I'm, jim I'm, about I'm about um about two months ago i got a text from a guy i work with in miami and it was a picture of him and his family at the breakers hotel with the caption don't you wish you lived in a red state to which I said no. Yesterday, I got a text from him telling me that his father's been in the hospital for 11 days, three of which he was on the edge with COVID. That's this virus. Nobody knows whether tomorrow it's going to be them or their parent. My biggest we fear. We have a client who has COVID right now. My biggest fear Whose kid brought it home. His kids are asymptomatic. It just like no, I get it. Their kids are asymptomatic. They bring it home, and sometimes the parents are asymptomatic. That's this virus too, right? Where yeah, people are Jim, just asymptomatic. Jim, what, but, but here, what, but Howard, do, what are your kids doing this fall, Jim? What are your kids, kids doing this? My kids fall, are going Howard? to school five days a week. One of them is, but because of just because of space in the school and spreading folks out, my middle schooler is going to be on three days a week. And then going to be home two days a week. That's what my kids are doing. To say that you feel com, are you like? Do you uh -huh. feel good about that? Do you feel like? How are you going to feel if one of them goes to school and picks it up, 
and is asymptomatic and brings it home and you get COVID. Like you, you that, can't that, not be worried walk, about I'm that. I'm sitting here in an office every day. You know, I'm sitting in an office pretty frequently yeah. these days, right? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. And, uh, and look, I'm not going out into group environments without a mask on. I'm not putting myself at risk, but I am going to live my life. Yeah. And part of that's walking into a Wawa and touching the touch screen. I could just as easily bring it home from Wawa. You're right? not walking into the Wawa at Broad and Walnut, which got closed forever permanently because of the pandemic. And it's one thing. Well, I can't walk to, into a lot of stores in Philadelphia, Mark, because they're boarded up because the city not, was burned down. That's not what happened to the Wawa, and you know it. But it it's one thing to argue about the president's leadership in this pandemic. You can say he did a good job. I don't know how you can say that, but people do use those words. You can say he did a bad job, which of course is what the fact is. But how can you say that it isn't the virus that is going to dominate this election? It is going to dominate how the election is conducted it is going to dominate who votes. It is going to dominate whom they vote for. I, I just I disagree 100 percent there with you, Mark. I, I don't think it dominates this election in terms of who people are voting for. You and I have agreed Trump supporters are locked in. Right. And then there are the folks that are never going to vote for Trump. What's the intensity of those voters? What's the intensity of the voters for Joe Biden? And I know what the polls are saying right now, and folks are already hanging the curtains on the Democratic side. Nobody's hanging the There's been no convention bump this time that brought it closer. So you can talk about numbers from late July or early August of 2016. So right now, you don't have those types of bumps. The distance between these candidates are pretty darn close to what they were the last time. I just saw some numbers from... Bucks County, Pennsylvania, that put the president slightly behind where he was, where he finished the last time, within three to four points, Mark. And you know that's that that's a very reasonable spread in, in a county like Bucks County. I think we're making the case. I mean, he's invisible. He's irrelevant right now to this massive negotiation related this, to the next this round. Massive of bailout that Republicans don't love to begin with. So him being silent on that to his base is okay. Because I'll tell you, there are a lot of members of the House and Senate on the Republican side that aren't all that jazzed up about more money going out the door. Yeah, but his administration is in favor of it. And he right. needs it politically. Right. There are certain He's just personally irrelevant to it. There are certain things. There are certain things. Why does he have to be the one out running point on it? It's just running. He doesn't have to take a, a position on this. The president's words matter. When the time Regardless comes, of who the president is. When the is, time comes and a deal gets close, the president will weigh in. Are we close yet? Are we close to a deal? This weekend. Okay. This weekend it'll come How together. How far apart are we really? Jim, he's, meds, Jim, he's liability concerns pretty far apart. He's tweeting about the payroll tax cut that his secretary of the treasury threw overboard a week ago. And I'm just saying he's not making the case for reelection. He's got to make the case. Biden can afford to sit in the basement and let him implode. He's imploding. 
He's not making the case. He can't even make the case on how to move the country forward from a legislative point of view. And with 50,000 people getting sick and 1,000 people dying a day, he's not making a case from in terms of what is unquestionably the most important thing to cross his desk during his four years as president. I mean, there's no question about it. And I just I just don't see it. And and all while practicing voodoo science, like this is not only did he get up. I mean, look, and- part Mark Howard hydrochloroquine. Let's talk about that for a second. Sure, let's talk <laughs> about it. His right? own administration, his own HHS is telling him it's not real. Well, the crazy thing is, you know what? I just I, I had a friend the other day who was exposed to COVID. You know his doctor put all on? Hydrochloroquine. And that happened three times over now. It's not like they're making it up. I think you're listening to the, you know, well, I think the news how- media is grabbing on to something here. And every yeah. time, every time Donald Trump says, you know, the sky is blue, they're going to say it's purple. Jim, the admiral at HHS, who's responsible for the government's testing response, said this week that hydro, that we need to move past high, hydroxychloroquine, that it's not what the president said it is. Okay, maybe it's not what the president said it is, but there's a doctor in northern New Jersey from a very reputable hospital that said, yeah, I'm you sure. should but Jim, he's I'm the sure president. He's, he's the president. Just Jim. like he just like he preached not wearing a mask. About, there's no science associated with it. There but are the doctors hydro- that are prescribing Jim, this stuff. Jim, the hydrochloroquine tweet that Howard's referring to was a retweet from a voodoo doctor in Houston who believes that sex with aliens is the okay. So, so there's no legitimate of, doctors. You're saying you're saying I the doctors from say the most hospitals in the country the pre- are just out of Trump, their minds and they're 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 listening to the president. No, they're using their own medical judgment. Trump did not retweet the doctor in North Jersey who prescribed it for your friend. He retweeted someone and then doubled down. Okay, and. I- and the president it, makes a lot of tweets that I don't agree with. Uh, let, let's not. Let's not. Let's I think, not, I'm not defending all the president's tweets. I'm just saying that some of this gets a little blown out of proportion no, by I'm the just, news well, and I'm the surprised. other side. Of the I have to say, I, I'm. I hope the Trump campaign views the centrality of the uh, pandemic the same way you do. I hope the Trump campaign thinks it doesn't have to address that and doesn't have to worry. about it. I didn't it. say they don't have to address it. It I just don't. The, I just do not believe like you do that this is going to drive sun. the outcome of this election. Couldn't I don't disagree think independents and crossover Democrats that that this Couldn't. is the one thing that's going to drive them to the polls or not to the polls to vote for or against Donald Trump. Couldn't disagree more. The pandemic is a once in a century. Please God, once in a century. Total eclipse of the sun. Nobody was without. Nobody was without a breathing apparatus machine that they that they needed. No, nobody's been with been okay. without PPE that then, they needed. Nobody's Jim. been without medication that they needed. All the things, all the bad things that we said were going to happen, that, that the news media said was going to happen way back when, never happened. And you Jim, know what? You can go time and time again across the board: mayors, governors, Republicans, Democrats. Nothing to be worried about this back back in March. We have it under control. 30 okay. days later, we don't. You a can. thousand deaths a day. 
I, I get it, Howard, but you know, I, I do think that it, that th- that thousand deaths a day. You know where I think, from a political perspective, that this campaign needs to focus is seniors, right? That's the one place. I don't think the crossover Democrats. I don't think the independents. I think seniors. How is this impacting seniors and how they vote? And well, I, that's something that this campaign needs to pay attention to. Yeah, and I think because I think that could turn the election. The campaign is focused. Your campaign is focused on seniors. It's running ads showing an elderly woman being attacked in her home by an intruder, and the the tagline is that you can't reach nine one one in Joe Biden's America. Just made up fear mongering. Really, it is. He's he called himself a transition candidate. Transition to what? Yeah. AOC. Well, AOC. So where, where, where has Joe Biden well, Joe in a half century of public as service? The transition me, candidate for the next generation yeah, of Democrats. Yeah. Tell me where he I, called for the abolition of the nine one one system in the no United one, States. He did not call for okay, the abolition of the nine one one system. You're, but I'll you're tell you, he talked about the transition to the Democratic Party, yes. Mark. It isn't your no Democratic talking, Party No talking anymore. over one another. This isn't well, your then Democratic I talk Party anymore. Because Jim's on a roll. Go this for isn't it. Your, this isn't your Democratic Party anymore, Mark. Riff. This is a great riff by It's Jim. not your Democratic It's AOC's Democratic Party. And he's the transition to AOC. Jim, can you do that? And that's, in, a, in a, that's a valid you, campaign. Can you do that in a hip-hop rhyme? You're on I a roll. Could, can I you could. do like a Hamilton-esque hip-hop rhyme here? Just a little hip-hop rhyme. Yeah. Okay. Keep Look. rolling. <laughs> Jim, Jim, you're you, right. Your party has lost its way. Jim, oh, my party it's, has yeah. lost its way, and your party its, way. it's run. It's run by AOC. It's run by oh, you, you know. The, it's the run by Bernie party. Sanders, right? And That's Bernie why... Sanders' staff is running his no, campaign. You're right. You're right, Jim. I saw, I just saw the news bulletin that Biden she is the had... energy. Cons- she is well, the head of the energy. Biden has, wait, it's right here on my phone. Biden has withdrawn and the Democrats are running a Sanders AOC ticket. You're right. They're running the party. Joe Biden isn't running the party. He's definitely not running the party. Jim, you can... Jim, I mean, you, you are trying to scare the Democratic Party. Oh, God. Five podcasts ago, you guys already did that. Right, but that, you're still, that you're that still in denial, Mark. No, no, no. I'm now right. I, I'm now telling you who's running the party. Oh, he's running it now. Yeah. Listen. Yeah. Look at his head out once You're in a trying while. to scare people. You're trying <laughs> not, to scare. I'm not trying to scare anybody. You're trying to. You sit there and you say, "I can't go to a store because Philadelphia was burned down." Okay, but, you're trying. I'm to not scare. wrong about that. I'm not wrong about that. There That's are plenty of stores on Walnut Street that I walked down today, and it's sad, and it was burned down. Ew. Walnut Street was on fire, and we need. Right. We need Donald Trump to send federal troops to Philadelphia. So oh, you now, can you're, now you're really reaching back tonight. to a couple episodes ago. No, I don't think we did the Portland thing, actually. We, I, I had that on the agenda, but we didn't get to it with all the other nonsense from from your guy. But you're trying to scare. You're I'm right. You're right about Jim. You're right about seniors. You're right about suburban women. You're trying to scare them both. You won't be safe in Joe Biden's America. It's got all the overtones of previous campaigns, Nixon, Wallace, and more. 
And that's what we're getting from the Trump campaign. Defend the president's leadership on the virus. If you're so confident. I just did it. I just did it. I talked about breathing apparatus. I talked about PPE. I talked about their rush for a mask. You can't possibly. Nothing to do with any of that. And you know it. You can't possibly be making the case that ramping up the manufacture of the manufacturing of breathing apparatus. You had nothing to do with that, Mark. Jim, zero to do with that. That was just a fake press conference. You can't possibly be making the case. Got got manufacturers in this country to ramp up manufacturing. No, no, you can't possibly be making the case that he's done a good job. That never happened, Jim. (laughs) That didn't happen. You. You can't I think they possibly. did. I think, I think they put the private sector to work pretty well on that. No, nobody's I, been without anything that they needed throughout this virus. Not from a medical perspective. Peter Navarro's other than their lives, and you know it, and you know it. Okay. Jim, you can't possibly be making the case that he's done a good job. You just can't. Was he a great communicator on this issue? What? No, he wasn't a great communicator on this. Jim, we have 50,000 people a day being diagnosed in the U.S. and none in France and Spain. Right. What do we have here, Howard? We have a country where people go to the beach every weekend, and they have a right to do that. And they enjoy that right to do that every week. no different. And they go and congregate on a sidewalk, regardless of what the governors or the senators or anybody else says in their states. So what was Donald Trump to do, Howard? What was Donald Trump to do? How about, Lock how down about the entire wear a mask? And, and roll, the, and roll the military in to do it? How about wear a mask? How about tell people what his CDC was telling people, which was wear a mask? How about that? Is, is, would, that would that have been, would, if he said wear masks, you would have said he's been eminently successful in this virus? That argument doesn't make sense out. No, it's a it's an example of leadership. It's an example of so, something. So he is ramping up manufacturing in this country. So is ramping up the the rush to get a vaccine for this virus. All of that is leadership. And you want to say, well, that was his people. No, well, who put those people in place. If it, if there were another president saying it, they said the president's doing a great job because he's fighting for for a vaccine. Look, but now, but but everyone else wants to say that isn't Donald Trump. That's his people. But Jim. We are where we are, and where we are is not good. So, again, Howard, how has it impacted your life, other than you working at home? Other than you working at home? Jim, I mean, Look, I, I can't go anywhere. You come to the office. Are you, you, do, you're, you, do you go out and play golf? Jim, it's impacted everybody's life. Sure, it's impacting our lives. You're not, surely you're I'm not, not making the not case that because. our lives. One well, hasn't how, gotten sick yet that it's impacting their lives. Emphasis on the word yet. This is horrible. But but would would it be any different if Donald Trump wore a mask? Is my point. Yes. 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 If he had put a mask on in February, yes. less people would be sick. Today. Yes. Yeah, that absolutely. 100% scientifically demonstrable. Donald fact. Trump decided to wear a mask. More you know people, people's lives would have been saved if he'd done yep. that. Yep. I mean, you can't. Uh, come on. Like, I mean, now now Fauci came out the other day and said, Get the, you should wear goggles for crying out loud. Maybe less people would live, but less people would be sick if we all wore goggles. Sure. You're going to wear goggles around town, Howard? 
I'm not going anywhere. Howard's not going. Right <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. I've been in the same room for yeah. six months. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Except when you golf. Except when I golf. I just <laughs> let's not get into a golf competition. <laughs> I, have no, I have no problems with golf. Well, I'm also not the... saying I've been cooped up inside. <laughs> yeah. Presidents playing uh, some golf. I I see from the news. So what's going to happen? Um, what's going to happen starting, Jim? In is it six weeks? I think six weeks. Uh, Florida starts mailing ballots, unless the president manages to shut the post office, as he and his team are trying to do. Florida starts mailing ballots in six weeks. Pennsylvania starts mailing ballots in. Seven weeks, maybe before the end of September, voting actually starts it does. in this country. It'd be great to start debates now, wouldn't it? A little September early. 29. September sure. 29. After, after voting starts, because Joe Biden's afraid to debate him earlier than that. <laughs> Again, you must get a different news feed than I do. I didn't. <laughs> well, that's let me for check sure. my phone. No, I don't see that. I don't see that on my phone, but. Debates are here. Uh, the first debate, September 29. Uh, ballots will be in the mail if the post office uh, can get it together to deliver them. Uh, this thing is is coming soon, is, is, is my coming. only point. Right around the it, corner. It, you know what, though? That does feel late. For the first debate to be September 29th, that feels Especially late. with mail-in ballots. That feels late. They should be holding them now. They okay. should, at least early September, but it is what it is. Well, I don't know that it was either candidate's uh, choice of a date. Isn't the, uh, aren't these the League of Women Voters or whomever? There's some debate commission. Commission but, on presidential debates. There you go. There you go. I don't know uh, who has, uh, who has scheduled that, but I, uh, I look forward to it. Uh, it's not uh, probably not going to be the Lincoln Douglas debates. Neither <laughs> neither candidate is uh, especially known for debate or. I know. I saw everybody. Everybody after the debates the last time, everybody left Donald Trump for for dead after those debates the last time. So we'll have a vice presidential announcement, Mark, in the next week, give or take. Right. Um. We I'm hearing vote. it's not going to be Susan Rice. Um, shock. Sounds right to me. <laughs> uh, we'll see Dude. what we'll see what well, happens. There's a lot of silliness going on in the basement in Delaware related to the selection of the vice president. I'll say that. I mean, I think it's it's there's just a lot of silliness. Okay. He's a transition <laughs> I guess the vice president matters, Howard. Maybe you were right. I mean, that's been my view, although I think at this point it's all about winning at, at any cost on that side of the aisle. But I just think there's silliness going on. Like some of the candidates being vetted are I mean, nope, they're they're well, not I'm gonna, they're uh, not unsubstantial people, but they are they're irrelevant. Without Breaching uh, any confidences, Howard, I'm going to remind you that you have reason to know that what gets reported 
about the vice presidential selection process may be at odds with what's actually going on. You uh, alerted me to one one element of that. Yes, I don't yes. think we have it. I think it is silly that there is so much speculation about so many people. We're going to know soon, and then we can stop guessing. And I've said it on on this podcast before. Uh, do no harm. I'm I'm hoping that he can pick somebody and and move on. He's not picking Sarah Palin. He's also not picking uh, Lyndon Johnson. I this is going to be a historic pick because we know it's a woman. It'll be the third time, right? Did I do that right? The third time a woman has been nominated for a vice president on an either major ticket. But uh, but I I am hoping that it is uh, not a turning point in the campaign. And then we can uh, get on with the uh, with the mailing. Well, who's your do no harm? You name the women, Mark. I was just trying to figure that out. Geraldine, Geraldine Ferraro. Ferraro in 1984 and Sarah Palin in 2008, yeah, I, think, I right. think, are the only two women nominated by the R's or the D's. I think that's right. Yep. I think um, you've had women on the ballot, Jill Stein and others sure. at the top, but not not in either. How about of, Hillary uh, Clinton? The major parties. Uh, she was at the top of the ticket, if I recall. <laughs> which which year was that? I don't know. I forget. I recall watching a debate with Jim down at, this was back when we used to go out, which Jim still does apparently, but Howard and I don't. We were down at that Xfinity thing, Jim, down by the stadiums. It was one of our NBC 10 things. I would not go to Xfinity, Mark. I was going to ask if, if you're going to be. That was my question. Crowds exactly. are not my thing normally anyway. <laughs> All right. Certainly not. Well, I'm volunteering to watch the debates with you remotely, but I will not be at the Xfinity thing either. But I remember watching that debate, and we were saying to each other that uh, we each thought our candidate was losing. I didn't think she was winning, and you didn't think he was winning. I think that's right. So I think I think we're going to maybe see a, a repeat of that this time around in the debates. Mark, we do have to figure out how to get to do that remotely. Maybe we can do that from the studio in Philadelphia during one of the debates. I'm sure our listening uh, audience is demanding that we. I think I think they would that. demand it. I think they they want the political punch out back. They want let's let's do it. We'll call your friend Anzio and and see if we can have a remote punch out. All right, guys. Well, I'll, spirited I'll as always. Jim my uh, I'll bring my copy of the Constitution again. I I remember four years ago I had to hand it to you because you obviously hadn't read it. There's not that much <laughs> evidence. That you've done that much reading, Jim, in the last four years, I have to say. Okay. <laughs> That's so unfair. Stay safe. Good. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to the Beltway Briefing. If you liked our show, subscribe on iTunes or Spotify. And while you're at it, drop us a rating. To learn more about the Beltway Briefing or Cozen O'Connor Public Strategies, please visit our website at copublicstrategies.com.